Oh my gosh. All right, Can you Aaron. imagine waking up and All rolling right. over and being like, oh, I better. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, that's for our people. We're cheering on our people. Let's do it. Yeah. Yay! Woo! All right, we did it. Okay. We're doing it. All right. This yeah. is day 71. We are so proud of you. 71 Wake days. up, everybody. Good yeah, morning. Wake up. Wow. wow. <laughs> this Sorry. is great. Yes, we are so excited. Going through the book of Deuteronomy. A lot of good stuff here today. Yesterday we did Deuteronomy chapter one and two. Yeah, what happened? A lot of great things. <laughs> Tell us, Eric, what happened? So actually, so I'm recapping Deuteronomy one and yeah. two. Yeah. And Deuteronomy one and two is Moses recapping yeah. numbers. Basically. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so in a little bit of Exodus too, but you know, uh, Moses right here is is giving a speech to the nation of Israel and he just recapped their history and he will continue continue to recap their history, I believe. Yeah. Um, and so looks like it. We'll continue. Deuteronomy chapter three. Victory over Og of Bashan. Next we turned and headed for the land of Bashan, where King Og and his entire army attacked us at Edri. But the Lord told me, Do not be afraid of him, for I have given you victory over Og and his entire army, and I will give you all his land. Treat him as you treated King Sihon of the Amorites who ruled in Heshbon. So the Lord our God handed King Og and all his people over to us, and we killed them all. Not a single person survived. We conquered all 60 of his towns, the entire Argob region in his kingdom of Bashan. Not a single town escaped our conquest. These towns were all fortified with high walls and barred gates. We also took many unwalled villages at the same time. We completely destroyed the kingdom of Bashan, just as we had destroyed King Sihon of Heshbon. We destroyed all the people in every town we conquered, men, women, and children alike. But... We kept all the livestock for ourselves and took plunder from all the towns. Just a reminder, this is God's judgment on the people of Canaan, not the bloodthirstiness of the Israelites. So we took the land of the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River and all the way from the Arnon Gorge to Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is called Sirion by the Sidonians and the Amorites call it Senir. We had now conquered all the cities on the plateau and all Gilead and Bashan as far as the towns of Selica and Edri, which were part of Og's kingdom in Bashan. King Og of Bashan was the last survivor of the giant Rephaites. His bed was made of iron and was more than 13 feet long and 6 feet wide. Hmm. I would still have no room on that bed, just to be clear. Really? It can be seen in the Ammonite city of Reba. Land division east of the Jordan. When we took possession of this land, I gave to the tribes of Reuben and Gad the territory beyond Aror along the Arnon Gorge, plus half the hill country of Gilead with its towns. Then I gave the rest of Gilead and all of Bashan, Og's former kingdom, to the half-tribe of Manasseh. This entire Argob region of Bashan used to be known as the land of the Rephites. Jair, a leader from the tribe of Manasseh, conquered the whole Argob region in Bashan, all the way to the border of the Geshurites and Machathites. Jer remained, renamed this region after himself, calling it the towns of Jer, as it is still known today. I gave Gilead to the clan of Machir, but I also gave part of Gilead to the tribes of Reuben and Gad. The area I gave them extended from the middle of the Arnon Gorge in the south to the Jabbok River on the Ammonite frontier. They also received the Jordan Valley all the way from the Sea of Galilee down to the Dead Sea, with the Jordan River serving as a western boundary. To the east were the slopes of Pisgah, 
At that time, I gave this command to the tribes that would live east of the Jordan. Although the Lord your God has given you this land as your property, all your fighting men must cross the Jordan ahead of your Israelite relatives, armed and ready to assist them. Your wives, children, and numerous livestock, however, may stay behind in the towns I have given you. When the, Isra- when the Lord had given security to the rest of the Israelites, as he has to you, and when they occupy the land the Lord your God is giving them across the Jordan River, you may all return here to the land I have given you. Moses forbidden to enter the land. At that time I gave Joshua this charge. You have seen for yourself everything the Lord your God has done to these two kings. He will do the same to all the kingdoms of the west side of the Jordan. Do not be afraid of the nations there, for the Lord your God will fight for you. At that time I pleaded with the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, you have only begun to show your greatness and the strength of your hand to me, your servant. Is there any God in heaven or on earth who can perform such great and mighty deeds as you? Please let me cross the Jordan to see the wonderful land on the other side, the beautiful hill country, and the Lebanon mountains. But the Lord was angry with me because of you and would not listen to me. That's enough, he declared. Speak of of it no more, but go up to Pisgah Peak and look over the land in every direction. Take a good look, but you may not cross the Jordan River. Instead, commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he will lead the people across the Jordan. He will give them all the land you now see before you as their possession. So we stayed in the valley near Beth Peor. Moses urges Israelite to, Israel to obey. And now, Israel, listen carefully to these decrees and regulations that I am about to teach you. Obey them so that you may live, so you may enter and occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. Do not add or subtract from these commands I'm giving you. Just obey the commands of the Lord, your God, that I am giving you. You saw for yourself what the Lord did to you at Baal Peor. There the Lord your God destroyed everyone who had worshipped Baal, the God of Peor. But all of you who were faithful to the Lord your God are still alive today, every one of you. Look, I now teach you these decrees and regulations just as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Obey them completely, and you will display your wisdom and intelligence among the surrounding nations. When they hear all these decrees, they will exclaim, How wise and prudent are the people of this great nation! For what great nation has a God as near to them as the Lord our God is near to us when we call on him. And what great nation has decrees and regulations as righteous and fair as this body of instructions that I am giving you today? But watch out. Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape you from escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. Never forget the day when you stood before the Lord your God at Mount Sinai, where he told me, Summon the people before me, and I will personally instruct them. Then they will learn to fear me as long as they live, and they will teach their children to fear me also. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain while flames from the mountain shot into the sky. The mountain was shrouded in black clouds and deep darkness, and the Lord spoke to you from the heart of the fire. You heard the sound of his words but didn't see his form. There was only a voice. He proclaimed his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to keep and which he wrote on two stone tablets. It was at that time that the Lord commanded me to teach you his decrees and regulations so you would obey them in the land you were about to enter and occupy. A warning against idolatry. But be very careful. You did not see the Lord's form on the day he spoke to you from the heart of the fire at Mount Sinai. So do not corrupt yourselves by making an idol of in, in any form, whether of a man or a woman, an animal on the ground, a bird in the sky, a small animal that scurries along the ground, or a fish in the deepest sea. 
And when you look up in the sky and see the sun, moon, and stars, all the forces of heaven, do not be seduced into worshiping them. The Lord your God gave them to all the people of the earth. Remember that the Lord rescued you from iron-smelting furnace of Egypt in order to make you his very own people and his special possession, which is what you are today. But the Lord was angry with me because of you. He vowed that I would not cross the Jordan River into the good land the Lord your God is giving you as your special possession. You will cross the Jordan to occupy the land, but I will not. Instead, I will die here on the east side of the river. So be careful not to break the covenant the Lord your God has made with you. Do not make idols of any shape or form, for the Lord your God has forbidden this. The Lord your God is a devouring fire. He is a jealous God. In the future, when you have children and grandchildren and have lived in the land for a long time, do not corrupt yourselves by making idols of any kind. This is evil in the sight of the Lord your God and will arouse his anger. Today I call on heaven and earth as witnesses against you. If you break my covenant, you will quickly disappear from the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. You will live there only a short time, then you will be utterly destroyed, for the Lord will scatter you among the nations where only a few of you will survive. There, in a foreign land, you will worship idols made from wood and stone, gods that neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But from you, but from there, you will search again for the Lord your God. And if you search for him with all your heart and soul, you will find him. In the distant future, when you're suffering all these things, you will finally return to the Lord your God and listen to what he tells you. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon you or destroy you or forget the solemn covenant he made with your ancestors. There is only one God. Now search all of history from the time God created the people on earth until now and search from one end of the heavens to the other. Has anything as great as this ever been seen or heard before? Has any nation ever heard the voice of God speaking from fire as you did and survived? Has any other God dared to take a nation for himself out of another nation by means of trials, miraculous signs, wonders, war, and a strong hand, a powerful arm, and terrifying acts. Yet that is what the Lord your God did for you in Egypt right before your eyes. He showed you these things so you would know that the Lord is God and there is no other. He let you hear his voice from heaven so he could instruct you. He let you see his great fire here on earth so he could speak to you from it. Because he loved your ancestors, he chose to bless their descendants, and he personally brought you out of Egypt with a great display of power. He drove out nations far greater than you so he could bring you in and give you their land as a special possession, as it is today. So remember this and keep it firmly in mind. The Lord is God both in heaven and on earth, and there is no other. If you obey all the decrees and commands I'm giving you today, all will be well with you and your children. I'm giving you these instructions so you will enjoy a long life in the land the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Eastern Cities of Refuge Then Moses set apart three cities of refuge east of the Jordan River. Anyone who killed another person unintentionally without previous hostility could flee there to live in safety. These were the cities— Bezer on the wilderness plateau for the tribe of the Reuben, for the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth in Gilead for the tribe of Gad, Golan in Bashan for the tribe of Manasseh. Introduction to Moses' second address. This is the body of instruction that Moses presented to the Israelites. These are the laws, decrees, and regulations that Moses gave to the people of Israel when they left Egypt and as they camped in the valley near Beth Peor, east of the Jordan River. This land was formerly occupied by the Amorites under King Sihon, who ruled from Heshbon. But Moses and the Israelites destroyed him and his people when they came up from Egypt. Israel took possession of his land and that 
and that of King Og of Bashan, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan. So Israel conquered the entire area from Aor, Aror, <laughs> weird, mm-hmm. at the edge of the Arnon Gorge all the way to Mount Sirion, also called Mount Hermon. And they conquered the eastern bank of the Jordan as far south as the Dead Sea below the slopes of Pisgah. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 3 and 4. Yeah. Very good. A lot of rich stuff in these. Yeah. Just these two chapters. Yep. Very good. Okay. So we answer um, the so what question and where is Jesus? Yeah, we do. Uh, so for the so what, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of things I could I could camp on in terms of application yeah. uh, here, but uh, what really struck me was the fact that um, God gave them the land. Mm-hmm. God gave them the land because God owns the land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all His. Yeah, He owns everything. Yeah, He's God. Only one God. You know, there's a lot of false gods. Mm-hmm. Small G O D S, one God, He owns everything, so He gave the land. So they are to receive the land, enter the land, and then through obedience, possess the land. Mm-hmm. And then He even gives them a heads up if you don't do it and you're not going to do it, you're going to be in other lands down yeah. the road. Yes. And there's going to be other gods, and it's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's false gods, fake gods. So, so that's a good lesson for me is like God owns everything. Everything that I have is what God has blessed me with. And so I want to honor him, glorify him, please him, praise him, and, and, and possess what he's given to me by obedience and enjoy uh, it and, and give him honor and glory and respect him for it, to, you know, to fear him, to revere him because he does own it all. And if they would have just done that, you know, um, they had their moments of, of obedience. But if they would have just done it, you know, we'll learn later on that they wouldn't have been scattered to other lands. Oh, yeah. And God owns them too. Mm-hmm. And God used them to judge his people, to wake them up. Yep. And so God's the owner. And um, we uh, are blessed to be a part of, of his kingdom and his land and have a relationship with him. But we need to follow follow the owner. Read the manual. Yes. Yep. And, and do it. I yeah. agree. Good one. Okay. Good one. Where's Jesus? Okay. So. Oh, what are you doing? All right. Okay. So Jesus. I see the smoke coming Jesus out. is here. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Only during the day. Yeah. It's. Woo. Uh, so. Moses. Moses tells them not to create false gods. Right. right. Yeah. He says, don't make a, of any version. Right. Yeah. Animals, men, women, don't make. Don't and don't worship the stars. Don't worship the moon. Yeah. And what? Okay. And we'll see Israel throughout the Old Testament embrace false gods. Oh yeah. And it does land them in Assyria. Yeah. It does land them in Babylon. It does land them, you know, in getting slaughtered by these nations because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're unholy. The greatest judgment of biblical times that we see against Israel is not actually because they create created a false god it's because they rejected god yeah. um, what we see in 70 AD so after christ is the destruction of jerusalem which we haven't see, even seen built yet right. we've been there in salem where we met melchizedek yeah. but we you know and where 
Isaac was going to be offered to God. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all the same place. But we've been there, but we haven't seen this temple that's going to be built there. Right. And then that gets destroyed. <laughs> and then there's another temple that's built there. Yeah. And the Jews build uh, Jerusalem out. They build out, you know, this whole culture there of this law, which we read, don't add to it, mm-hmm. which they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see the God, the little G God, that Israel starts to serve and worship is actually the perversion of what Moses is giving them. Mm. This law, this law that's supposed to be beautiful and just and fair. They start to worship that so much that when God showed up in front of them, Mm. they couldn't see him. Mm. And so the additions to the law that they made, the the real Messiah that's been promised since the Garden of Eden— you know, they they elevated the the perversion of the law that they created above the actual Messiah who was walking in front of them. They created a sort of little G God out of their religion and yeah. rejected the real God. And they were scattered to the wind. I believe that's what Moses is talking about when he says, you know, in the future, yeah. you're going to. Oh, yeah. And they are scattered like they've never yeah. been scattered because the Assyrians, they could fight. They were conquerors. Uh, the Greeks would also come in and fight and conquer them, but they didn't disperse them. The Babylonians, they could fight. Yep. They were conquerors. But the Romans, hmm. the Romans had no interest in you respecting them afterwards. They had every interest of, we will burn you to the ground. Yeah. And that is exactly what they did. Yeah. And I believe that that is the judgment hmm. that was upon the nation of Israel in the first century for the rejection of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Not just saying, we don't want you, but we don't want you. And also, we're going to crucify and humiliate and blaspheme you on top of it. Yeah. And they suffered exactly what Moses is describing here. Yeah. So that is where I see Jesus in this text that yeah. Israel was warned, do not reject God, or yeah. exactly what happened in 70 AD would happen to them. And it did. Hmm. It did. It sure did. So there you go. Yeah. Long, boring history lesson, but it was it's in there. Yeah, and, and I think, <clears throat> excuse me, what struck me is here's a guy speaking to people. Yeah. And, you know, he's not getting, he's not going into the land. Right, right. You know, but he's just, he's just laying it all out. Yeah, he's invested in them. You know, yeah. and so he's invested in them. And so, you know, I'm, I'm listening to this guy, you know, he's poured his life into it. Yeah. He could just, just walk away from it all, but he uses that to preach, you know, don't do it. He's speaking with passion from the heart. Mm-hmm. And even even that doesn't fully do it for him, but right. he just lays it all out there. Yeah, yeah. And the best parts of his speech are yet to come, but we'll have to get to those okay. another day. Yeah. Looks like potentially tomorrow another we get to day. one of my favorite parts. So, Well, Eric, we got to go. I yeah, we got to go. go. You guys have a full day. You got work to do. Again, good job. Way to go. And we will see you tomorrow. Hey, go back and binge the Bible. Yeah. Binge, binge the, the Bible. Bible. Get your friends to binge the Bible. Share this with everybody you've ever met in your life. Oh, yeah. And uh, we are providing, we are providing yeah. Chip and Eric Read Through the Bible t-shirts. Yes. If you want a t-shirt yes. with our silhouettes on them. Yeah. You like the way it says that? Silhouettes. silhouettes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think we even have a Binge the Bible t-shirt. Oh, we do. Yeah. You made that famous. I'm going to be wearing and that. So, yeah, I know you are. And I will, I'll wear it too. So, we'll probably offer them to you at cost and maybe we'll give away some prizes here and there. Yeah. And um, But they're coming. So, That's right. this is a heads up. If you finish the Bible in the next seven days, we'll give you a free T-shirt. All right. We'll see you guys. <laughs> okay. I better get to it. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Have All a great day. Right. Bye-bye.